Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of For Light and Life. I'm your host, Lucy, and today we have a very fun plan. Addie and I are going to talk about our favorite scenes from our fanfiction book, The Things We Find. We have a lot to cover here, so let's speed through a couple things first. You should really listen to the book before continuing with this episode. Six hours, ten chapters, 60,000 delicately crafted words. You will have very little understanding of the following recording if you haven't heard all of it. And also, there will be spoilers. There is another really exciting thing. Dave, also known as Dazdor in the Empire Radio Discord, has already made a minute and a half of beautiful, cutting-edge animation for chapter one of the book. That clip is posted in the Empire Radio Discord if you want to see it, and it makes the book look so much more cool than it is. He says his current goal is to animate all of chapter one, which would be awesome. So thank you, thank you, thank you, Dave. Addie and I are both so impressed with your work. The following recording was taken from a Google Meet because our beloved Zencaster software will no longer allow recording in the free version, so we're stuck with this much lesser audio quality until I figure something else out. With that, here is my chat with Addie. Hi, Addie. Hey. It is so good to see you. It feels like it's been forever since we like sat down and recorded something for our book. So it's great to yeah. have you on. Thank you so much. I'm glad to be here. Oh, of course. I'm so glad to have you. Yeah. So as you know, today we're talking about our favorite scenes from the book. I am very excited. But before we do that, you obviously have your own very wonderful podcast. So that'll be linked in the description. But do you want to just give a little blurb about it? Sure. My podcast is called Jedi Archives. It's basically mainly top fives as of right now because my inspiration has been depleting. But it's really fun. Uh, voicemails are very much encouraged. So go check it out. And I've tried to keep a decent posting schedule, but sometimes that doesn't work out. So get caught up and then I'll probably release an episode or something. <laughs> Yes, so go check out Addie's podcast. Go support her, send in voicemails, like she said. It's a really fun time there. So, all right. I guess we will get right into our favorite scenes. We've just got this little list arranged in chronological order. So the first scene is the first scene in chapter two. And if you need a little brief summary of that, this is when Lucy and Akai have a call and... He tells her that he's going to come over now and help her because he's worried. And it's also the scene where Nora reveals her secret of force sensitivity and also that her grandfather is Boba Fett to Lucy, which was a really fun scene to write and record with Addie. So let's just start with some thoughts about it and why it's one of our favorites. Well, <laughs> it's surreal because it sets the tone of like who Nora is. and. Um how much trust she's put into Lucy like if I was a Jedi I would not tell anyone outside of my family and like my best friends if I was a Jedi because yeah problems <laughs> with the first order and all that other stuff and it just really like shows her character a little bit and I loved how um 
she could, she was able to show her pride for her family's name by letting Lucy know, hey, I'm a Mandalorian too. We're basically the same, but different in our own ways, you know? Really well said. Like, I, I love all of that. Uh, um, let's see. Just adding on to that, I think we get... Okay, well, it's not the first, but it's one of the first little conflicts between Nora and Lucy. And I think, like Addie was saying, it's definitely telling how Nora is so willing to open up and try and just find some common ground with this person. And she's not at all obligated to try and form a friendship with Lucy or tell her any of these things. But I think Nora... Like, correct me if I'm wrong, but I feel like Nora just really has this internal drive to just share her natural light with the people around her. And so that's that's my interpretation of what Nora's doing there. Um, oh, the Lucy and Nikai call. I love it so much. Oh my gosh. This is the first time Nikai is introduced in this book. He's one of my favorites. He's so sweet yeah. and hilarious. We love Nikai. <laughs> we love him so much. Um, and I think we, right off the bat, get this other conflict between Lucy and Nikai, and the number of conflicts that Lucy has with people is really starting to pile up at this point. <laughs> <laughs> And also, we start off this first theme of how Lucy is just so blunt about death and just like she says herself, she was a little scared of how bluntly she said the words. She wasn't so closed off that she didn't care about death, was she? Well, she kind of is, though. Yeah. <laughs> y'all heard the bloopers last episode, y'all. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Any other thoughts about this scene? I think that pretty much sums it up. Yes. All righty then. Well, the next scene is coincidentally the next scene chronologically. It's chapter two, scene two. So, all right. This, for context, is when Dakai actually arrives at the resistance base and Lucy sort of explains her whole situation to him. So, what are your thoughts, Addie? It was hilarious. <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> this is more on Lucy's part, but. I, I, I don't know. <laughs> what are my fair. thoughts? It really just shows how determined Dakai really is when it comes to like his sister and his friends and family. He is determined. If he says he's going to do something, he's going to do it. And he will <laughs> do it. And he has done that. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. I definitely agree. I think we really get to see this very much the older sibling side of Zakai. I mean, when is he not showing that side of himself? But <laughs> really emphasizes that. And I think this is one of those things that I just love about writing Zakai for me because I am an older sibling. You know, Henry, he's been on here a couple times. But mm -hmm. um, so I definitely also have my moments where I'm like, okay. I'm the older sibling. It's my job to take care of Henry. And I just need to make sure he's okay. I need to make sure that we're in a good place moving forward. And so I really related to Dakai a lot throughout this book mm -hmm. and how he just takes care of Lucy. Do you have any feelings in that being also an older sibling? I have to do that times three. 
I have to do that times three. I have yeah. three younger siblings. And it, it's it's rough, but, you know, yeah. you love them to death because you're going to be stuck with them until you die, basically. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, I don't mean to sound so blunt, but... No, that's, that's okay. No. <laughs> um, let's see. Also, I think... You know, we have several of these little moments throughout the book where Lucy has built up all of this emotion inside of her, and it just sort of, like, erupts out when Mm -hmm. she gets triggered, and, I mean, it's really fun, honestly, (laughs) to write her just, like, spilling all of her emotions and just letting all of that, like, burden go, because it's such a hard thing to carry this sort of burden yourself and just keep it locked up inside of you. And I think it's very relieving to her when she does have this chance to sort of explode. And it's interesting to see how the people around her react to this. I mean, Dakai is very understanding here and he helps her sort of begin to find a way forward. So, Mm -hmm. yeah. All right. Any other thoughts? No, not really. (laughs) (laughs) All right. The next scene is chapter three, little jump here, scene one, which is Lucy and Dakai wake up in the med bay after being beaten up in the mess hall fight. So this was a lot of fun to write. Do you want to start? (laughs) It's hilarious as heck. It really is. Um... It really just shows, like, the tension between the two, and basically, I, I don't know, there's a word for it, uh, foresees how Nora's, like, mm. become the separator between those fights. Like, if they're fighting, she just goes right in and stops. It stops. So, well, sometimes, sometimes she just makes it worse, but. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but it's just. It really foresees how the relationship is going to grow in that instance. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, that's all the words I have for that. <laughs> yeah. Like you said, Nora's really the peacekeeper here. I mean, that's kind of her role in the group for the rest of the book and beyond. So yep. um, it's cool to just see her trying to bring people a little closer together. Mm-hmm. And I think we get some of really hilarious banter between Dakai and Lucy just going back and forth you're more injured or no it's I'm more injured no I'm more injured which is it's it's always great to bring little bits of humor into kind of some darker material but uh, yeah and (laughs) Nora just always trying to feed people like Miller runs and she's always so kind and just giving freely from her garden (laughs) It's great. It's great. Do you want a Miller Run? Do you want a Miller Run? Oh, I know. Take one. Take one. <laughs> so true. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Ooh, the next one. This is your little spotlight. Nora and Poe reunion in chapter three, scene four. Take it away. <laughs> it's just so sweet. And like to say off, it's like I've never really had like some a family member like disappear and like never come back and then you get reunited like i don't know that's not normal but (laughs) apparently it is in star wars so (laughs) yeah (laughs) i just 
I don't know. I, I pour it my reaction like if i lost one of my siblings and they were found um that's kind of how i would react just be a little bit more stern like what the heck were you thinking or something like that and it's just it really reflects how much the two love each other even though they're not biologically related mm-hmm. they they're found family which we express throughout the entire book and beyond definitely beyond and it's it's great it's really great yeah i mean you summed it all up basically it's so sweet we love good sibling fluff in this book that's yes one of our favorite tropes here mm-hmm. but yeah and of course we have some great mandoa that, yeah oh do i dare try to say okay elite orishiatalden which you heard in the bloopers i think i was struggling with a lot but yeah we, we, love, we love some good Mandela in here. Yeah. <laughs> Alrighty. Our next scene is also chapter three, scene five, in which Lucy tells Leia everything. This is another one of those little, little, you know, Lucy explosions here. But Addie, you want to start yourself? Honestly, I don't really know what to say. It's It's a really sweet scene. We got more sibling fluff. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It's okay. I'm so sorry. No, you're good. You are fine. You are fine. <laughs> it's a good scene. I just don't. The things coming to my brain at the moment. Oh, that's, why that's totally great. fair. <laughs> All right. Um, I've talked about this scene at length in various episodes, but, um, you know, I wrote this scene knowing that. Lucy obviously had a lot building up in her life and she really needed an outlet or it was going to get pretty dark real fast. Um, oh, yeah. But, you know, I've said this before, but I wasn't in the best place when I was writing this either. And I think I sort of in real life needed a bit of an outlet for all of my feelings building up inside me. And honestly, like, like I said, it was really simple to write, surprisingly, all of Lucy's thoughts. I don't know if we're supposed to highlight quotes here, but I really, this last little section, it's like she sort of was comparing herself to Nora and how, you know, Cam oh, yeah. was so happy to talk about Nora. And then he's like, no, go away, think. <laughs> and... <laughs> how Nora didn't even have to ask before everyone listened to her, and Lucy screamed until her voice was hoarse, and even then no one heard. That was one of my favorite lines to write in the scene, honestly. I thought, just, you know, like, we have podcasts, so people can hear us, sort of. And so I think it's really interesting to play around with the theme of, like, being heard and what that sort of does to a person. I think that's a theme throughout the book, but... (laughs) Yeah. Just to say, like, if Nora ever knew that Lucy felt the way she would felt, so bad i know oh and it's so sad and the thing is it was not at all nora's fault though even there's literally nobody at fault in this situation okay well the resistance is sort of <laughs> good old resistance being so great <laughs> yeah <laughs> wink wink nudge nudge <laughs> and just of course to kai when her his little um hushed little one i just i love the feeling 
of being just little and being able to depend on someone. Like, obviously there's times where it's good to feel more responsible, but then also it's good to sometimes just be taken care of. So. Yeah. I've got three of your siblings. That doesn't happen. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. That, 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 that doesn't happen. I wish it was, but no. (laughs) All right. Uh, Next scene. Um, jumping ahead to chapter four this is the only scene in chapter four on our list this is Nora's interrogation the first one I might add with Tyler Wren <laughs> you heard it back in I don't know February March whenever we released the book me and Luz are big for kidnapping scenes and however weird that sounds this scene every time I listen to it read it or like contemplate doing this possibly if star wars wants this to actually become a real show just like way my blood turns to ice every time i hear kylo ren's voice i'm like oh my gosh Ah!" (laughs) and Liz, her beautiful beautiful performance of kylo ren like you can't not feel that way (laughs) thank you (laughs) of course Oh, your performance. I mean, that was so fun to act off of. Like, okay, you will always embody, okay, a vast majority of the time you embody Nora, and here was was no different. You were you were so great at this. <laughs> Thank you. It was so much fun to record. Like, yep. the tension's really high in the scene, but me and Addie are just, like, trying not to laugh with, like, joy, though, the whole time, too. <laughs> yes, there was, you heard it in the blooper so many times we had to cut it off because I was just like, oh my gosh, this is so freaking amazing. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah. It's, writing Ren is really interesting, I would say, because he's so immature like he ha- yep. like it says at one point later in the book i think that like ren just has zero self-control <laughs> That's... back to life back yeah of life so true and it's interesting to see how he has all of this power from like his influence in the first order yet he's simultaneously so like irresponsible who kind of has a lot of anger issues <laughs> really is not so great at being an adult despite the fact he's like 30 something years old but i guess people learn at their own paces so (laughs) yep yep anyone who says kylo ren is mature is lying to themselves they're lying to themselves yeah (laughs) (laughs) which i doubt anyone ever in star wars history ever thinks that but probably not yeah i mean like (laughs) Like, that one scene in, I don't remember if it's The Force Awakens or what, when he, like, just smashes his helmet in the elevator, and it, like, sums up his entire character right there. That is episode eight, The Last Jedi, and there's also a scene in The Force Awakens where he just, like, destroys the console with his lightsaber. (laughs) Welcome to our life. (laughs) So, yeah, it was was fun to channel that very easily provoked anger in him but mm-hmm. <laughs> and he's dangerous he's very dangerous he is yeah but in a different way than harrison which is really interesting oh yeah yeah definitely yeah definitely <laughs> next one mm-hmm. is okay great we're entering chapter five now chapter five mm-hmm. scene one from poe's point of view it's 
Nora's rescue. So <laughs> it's so sad to see Nora manipulated like that. It's just I know. Uh, how can anyone get into her heart like that? It's so sad. Ren should not have that power. He should and not. She's, I I know she's thirteen years old, but she's just a she's just a kid. She's just a little girl. You can't do that. <laughs> it hurts her. It hurts the audience. Yeah, it hurts us, but also it's like fun for us to write though. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Yeah. I I agree. I mean, oh, it's it's really shows how yes, Ren's not very good at being like a smart villain, but also sometimes he's too smart of a villain. And <laughs> that that's neither one of those is particularly great, but it's Oh my, okay. And Dakai. Poor Dakai. He needs, I don't even know what he needs at this point. He needs so much. He needs just to live a safe life. And he and Lucy and Nora and everybody are just safe and not always in danger all the time. But I don't know when that's going to happen. So, <laughs> And of course, also, this is all basically Lucy's fault because her plans need some work because her plans aren't that great. <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, she tries, but at least she does. Yeah, she gave it her best shot. Was it smart that to not tell Dakai the plan? No, it wasn't. But at the same time, if he had known, he would have stopped it for better or for worse. <laughs> yep. Yeah. He could have just taken like Jack instead. He's probably a better actor and have yeah. Dakai go with the other team. That's true. They would have had to convince him to go with the other team, though. That might have been hard. Yeah. <laughs> so many complications. <laughs> All right. Um, next scene, which is also the next scene in the chapter, chapter five, scene two, which is Lucy and Akai on the ship. And okay, I, I want to hear your thoughts first, but <laughs> uh, it was so fun to do. Jack's voice during that scene where he's just crash- crashing into the trees. That was so good. Like, I was laughing so hard. You did such a good job with it. <laughs> Thank you. You heard it in the bloopers, y'all. You heard it yeah, in the bloopers. <laughs> Any uh, other thoughts? Not really. Other than it's really sweet to see Takai that angry. Yeah. <laughs> Oh yeah. Um I think I also think it's really funny that like Lucy just got this big shoulder wound and she's concerned because Cam and Poe took the oath without asking her. <laughs> like that's her only focus in this scene and <laughs> so funny. But yeah. Um oh my gosh, it was really fun to write more conflict between Lucy and Nakai. <laughs> but oh, I think she definitely needed to tell him that it was part of her plan. I feel like that would have maybe not been good for their relationship if she was just hiding this forever. Um, you know, sometimes you just have to do things because you know that there's gonna help you in the long term, but it's gonna feel really bad in the short term while you're doing it. 
Yeah. 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 We haven't, this is like the first time in the book, I believe, that we've seen Dakai actually angry. And I think it's really telling that, for one, he's not angry very often. And for two, that when it, he is angry, it's because. Well, partly because Lucy didn't tell him about this terrible plan, but also just because he's imagining life without Lucy. And he does this again in chapter 10, I believe. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I think it's interesting how he talks about like how Lucy doesn't like have the right to choose to give her life up. And I think it's really interesting to think about and like, does Lucy get to make the choice to sacrifice herself for a cause she wants to? Or is it really not up to her because she's a teenager and she doesn't have a fully developed brain yet and maybe she has some poor decision-making skills? So, yeah, that's really interesting to think about. But, yeah. <laughs> I don't think Nora gets angry at all in this book. No. Yeah. Oh, wait, wait, wait. wait. This, uh, Kylo Ren, chapter six. No, chapter eight. What, the angry man child oh, line. Yes. The best line. <laughs> but that's only once. And the guy gets angry like twice. That is true. She Okay, she does get angry the least, but. <laughs> <laughs> well, Henry was also angry only once, though, at Harrison. But anyway. True. I didn't betray that very well, though. Oh, no, it was... It, it, he's got, like, a sort of resigned anger, you know? Yeah. I don't know. Well, the... Oh, my goodness! We didn't... We didn't put the whole Lucy and Nora, the finale of Chapter 5, on our list of favorite scenes. What? I'm not sure how we missed that. <laughs> how? How? Well, you want to talk about it now? Yes. <laughs> All right. So everybody, this very last minute addition to our list that should have been added sooner was the final scene in chapter five when emotions are high and Lucy finally reveals to Nora how much he means to her and things go down. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, it just goes to show that Lucy's not the only one who pay who does who makes poor life decisions because Nora's over here thinking, hey, the world's going down. I need to kill myself to save everyone. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, kids, no. Do not do, do not do, do not. Don't do this, kids. <laughs> do not take Nora as a serious role model in that scene because she's a, just a teenager. Yeah. Just like us, so. Just don't. Just don't. Yeah. But yeah! <laughs> it's so sad that, like, she oh, thinks no. that's the only decision she has. Mm -hmm. And I don't know. It's, it's really sweet to get that fluff between yeah. her and Lucy. And I don't know. Like, emotions definitely go down. <laughs> and I, yeah, I mean, <laughs> in the recording, you know, we were, we were like, I was on the verge of tears. I don't know about you, but I was. I oh, was. Yeah. Don't that worry. Was, that was great. I was like, oh my gosh, I did not expect this scene to be so emotional for me while recording. But 
afterwards i remember we were just both sort of like silently screaming and being like what just happened (laughs) i know i know i know i know uh, so true. <laughs> it, it is nice, though. Amidst all this poor decision-making and sadness, you know, it's it's great to see Lucy finally, like, admitting how much she really cares about Nora and, you know, she, the whole, her whole monologue, bleh, I can't speak. <laughs> Every time that you talk about just, like, what a light Nora is, that's that's a good moment. And I think... Lucy, who really doesn't express that often what people mean to her, I think this was a really telling thing that in what she thought was be Nora's final moment, she was found it in herself to be able to express that emotion. And so, and I kind of wrote Lucy's monologue, like what I would say to you, Addie, like, honestly, you are such a light in my life. And I'm so glad that we're friends. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> don't go sappy on me we're recording <laughs> same here honestly Ugh, oh you've, you've meant so much to me <laughs> thank you i know i don't have much to say you you're always the one with the big words i yeah, don't i, 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 I feel like, but... like a week to think of the nice words to say <laughs> oh no addy you are fine and i don't have the words i'm telling you i don't <laughs> <laughs> but anyway anyway let's move on yeah we get some protective poe though that's the other yep. thing wow it was it was a bit of a challenge i'm gonna be honest to go from this really sad and heavy like voice reading this scene suddenly i'm supposed to be like a super angry being poe and it's just like it goes from zero to a hundred real quickly there but <laughs> I don't know. Do you think it's reasonable that Poe would be definitely Lucy for trying to kill Nora? Oh, definitely. <laughs> like I would be put I, I would be pinning my siblings to the ground if they ever tried to pull that. <laughs> like to themselves or to anyone else. I'd be pulling them to the ground. Yeah. Like, why would you ever? Yeah. Uh, I, it depends on how bad of the situation is, if I tell my parents or not. Or I'll make my siblings tell our parents. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. And you're a first degree black belt, so, you know. Oh, yeah. I can totally do it easily. <laughs> you would. Yeah, you would. You would. Crack snuckles in the background. Yeah. It's so funny. Like, in real life, our roles are a little bit, like, reversed. How, like, Lucy is Nora's bodyguard in the book. I mean, you know a lot more bodyguarding stuff than me, so. <laughs> truth. Truth, girl. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Hey, you want to learn? I I, I know would. a situation where I could possibly teach you. I'm not allowed to I say it on that. air, but you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. <laughs> that would be fabulous. Yeah? Yeah. Okay, this next scene is in Chapter 6. It's Chapter 6, Scene 3, in the Nora versus Kylo Ren fight. This is, this is all you. <laughs> well... It's it's just really surreal because we haven't really seen Nora fight at all. That's more been Lucy and Dakai's job. But I think what we need to acknowledge that she can she can pack a punch too when needed and she's not afraid to defend herself. And I mean she's got this really weird force power that we're going to explain later on and <laughs> And she gets to use that. It's really cool. 
Yeah. <laughs> very true. Very true. This is, let this be a lesson to us all. Never to underestimate Nora. <laughs> yep. Never estimate me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean you know it's it's really great that nora was like just so intelligent honestly in this scene like being able to analyze ren's weaknesses and get him angry enough to like fall for all her tricks and that's really cool so yeah <laughs> definitely yeah. And of course, this is like also like the first time she's used her force powers and stuff. So mm-hmm. it's always cool to see how that's gonna go. But <laughs> yeah. All right. The next scene, <laughs> chapter six, scene four. Lucy stands up to resist the psycho man for Nora. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> woot woot. <laughs> this was a lot of fun to record, and especially um, as. Luna Harper, is that her name? I don't yeah. remember. <laughs> Lieutenant Harper or something. And get to use Kiwi. It was so good. Oh, thank you. <laughs> I'm losing it a little bit and I don't know how like, it sounds on recording, but I will gain it back. I will gain it back. I promise okay, you. That's good. That's good. Yeah. <laughs> I practice at least a little bit every day to annoy my parents or Embry <laughs> because they're done with it they're like get this away anyway (laughs) um it's really good for lucy to finally take responsibility for her feelings with for nora and stand up like that and actually want to help someone who's helped her in more ways than one as like i don't know correct me if i'm wrong as a way to like pay her back or something like for all the joy, all the kindness, and everything she's given, uh, would also gain a little respect from Resistance High Command. It's like a what? It's it's a win-win for everyone, you know? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I would definitely agree with what you said there. I mean, like, so Lucy's a Slytherin. Like, that's pretty clear from the book. But yep. Um, yep. and you know, as they say, like. Slytherins have like a sort of different sense of loyalty than like Hufflepuffs and even Gryffindors and stuff but yes yes but um, but like once you have earned Lucy's like trust and loyalty and like just done something nice for her frankly she's she's gonna be like loyal to the end for you so yeah it's cool to see um but yeah, I I love that just like this whole time while Lucy's just like speaking up to Kai's just like gesturing frantically like no don't don't say that don't irritate them just 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 listen to someone for once please but <laughs> yeah yeah it's it's cool to see Lucy like yeah fighting on behalf of Nora and on behalf of like things that she believes in and mm-hmm. yeah so yeah <laughs> oh and of course at the end you know. Leia's little line, I trust you, I always have. It's just, it's so nice. Yeah. Leia's <laughs> fun. Leia's oh. fun too, too. Yeah, you do her so well. <laughs> you. And oh, and also, mm-hmm. the the thing is though, I've always wondered about this myself, but like 
so Leia says, like, stay safe, please. And then Lucy interprets this as being, okay, she's saying it's my job to keep everybody else safe and to stop Nora from getting in trouble because Leia really cares about Nora and I'm supposed to protect Nora. But I've always wondered if Leia maybe didn't mean this, but also she meant for Lucy to stay safe herself and to maybe just take care of herself a little bit. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. It's so fun that we just have like these little questions sometimes about our yeah. own writing. And it's like, I don't even know what I mean here. <laughs> okay. I'll be turning that into a meme. You're a writer when you question your own writing. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, well, this next scenes of Quill One find oh, sorry. Chapter seven, scene four, I should say that first. <laughs> Finding out that Lucy and Nora and Nakai are related. Yay! The fulfillment Yay! of the third plot point. Yay! <laughs> to find the scene, it's a lot of scrolling through this document here. Because <laughs> no, not all of us can do it on memory. Yeah, no. Big book, guys. What, two hundred pages or something? Yeah, it's one hundred twenty-five pages. It says, but you know, we have really small margins and pretty. Um, it's not double space though too so it would be like yeah. twice as much if it was like manuscript format <laughs> yeah and the yeah. font is just default but I it's think we aerial can font. Cool. it's just the aerial font but like if it actually became a robot it would be like really cool spacey yeah. theme right yeah uh, either yeah. spacey themed or like very professional like Roman uh, what is it times new Roman times Roman yeah <laughs> anyway Yes. It's so funny to just watch Nora's just like excitement. She's already like at a hundred in excitement. And Lucy yeah. and Nakai just takes them a minute to figure out what on earth is happening. They're just like like Nakai's line, like, that's really nice. You found your old family mural. It's <laughs> just like it took uh, so long dude, for them to figure did out. Did you look at the other side of the mural? Yeah. Like, please just read it, maybe. <laughs> Don't just look at it. Read it because there's another thingamajig over here that yeah. you will realize it is important. <laughs> left side of the tree over there. <laughs> yeah, left, left side. Because they're like really distant. But I, at least they're related. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. It's so funny. Like, like Abby had made this whole family tree. It was one of the first things that I think one of the first things, yeah, we did for the book. You made this whole family tree, and it was so cool and very well thought out. So, yes, <laughs> thank you for the creation of the tree. Thank you for actually creating the tree part. I just put <laughs> words to it because I was confused as heck. As heck, I well, find you. I mean, all I did was just like arrange it. You wrote the actual words. I mean, <laughs> yeah. I just I just made it more visual for myself because I need things to be visual. <laughs> <laughs> That's totally okay. I I could not do that, but I'm glad you could do that. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. And of course, Dakai's always the humor. He's <laughs> and, and you're so sweet, and Lucy's so not. <laughs> and the whole angry people line, you know. <laughs> It's great. We're being chased by a bunch of angry, angry people. <laughs> At least we can defend each other from those angry people. Yeah. Good catch. Nice <laughs> oh, no. And this was yeah. the scene. 
I'm pretty sure this made it into the bloopers. I don't remember exactly. But like when the scene changed points of view halfway through while we were recording and we didn't catch that until we were actively recording the scene. (laughs) I have to fix it. Yeah, that that I still don't know what happened there. But the things you never know about writing. Yep, yep. Well, we're on to okay. It's starting to get real great. Okay, this is actually, I think, my favorite scene in the entire book, possibly. This is chapter eight, scene six, which has so many things. It's got um, Hux and Nora, a little bit of Hux and Nora talk at the beginning. Then it's got Lucy versus Mason, that whole fight. Then it's got the detonator business, which I'm just referring to it as the detonator business officially now. But... So it's got a ton, so let's just get into it. Yeah, um, originally the Huck scene was quite longer, and there was a lot more drama and everything, but I like the fear that went through Nora as she saw the interrogation drawer. Like, I would be like, nope, get me out of here. Like, I wouldn't say anything, but I'll just be like, get that freaking thing away from me. After what you did to cross her, get away from me. So real, I'm so going real. Back to my roots. I'm going back to my roots. <laughs> so just get away. And it was, hey, it was, it was funny. It yeah. was funny. Just, I don't know. Why am I saying funny? There's nothing funny about it. Uh, well, <laughs> I don't know. It's okay. No, it was, it was very interesting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then the whole Mason thing. Yeah. Let's just say that was extremely 50 50 between me and lucy like i think yeah like, i wrote yeah. the beginning it's like walking in introduce mason and then i was mm-hmm. like lucy have at it girl this is your dad do what you want with him <laughs> yeah but i yeah i really remember like we would just like each write like a couple sentences of like like the action and then we sort of switch i feel like maybe yeah. I- i'm memory wrong but I don't, I don't know. remember. Honestly. <laughs> My memory's this really was, not good. Addie knows this. This. Was, this was back in December, y'all. I know. Those, wait, that was literally a year ago. A year ago! Whoa! Oh my gosh. I mean, we already hit the one year mark for when like we first started working, but it didn't occur to me we hit the one year mark for when we were well, almost for like when we finished the book too. Like we really wrote it so quickly. It was from like October to like sometime in mid January was when yeah. we finished the first draft. So we January. so quickly. That was such a fun time. Oh yeah, definitely. <laughs> and the detonator business. Yeah, was... yeah. Personally, thinking I would never ever want to take someone's life, and Nora has thousands, millions oh. even, in her hands. And just, you can't do that to a 13-year-old girl. That will scar her for life. Exactly. Come on, Lucy. Make some decent choices for one. Yes. Please. Yes. And I are making better choices than you are. (laughs) Well, the kind of one. Yes. Anyway. Uh, Yeah. I mean, you know, we love a good rescue all the drama of it you know yeah. but oh mason and lucy this one well it, it was intense but you know also really fun and i think 
like I like I said before on the podcast, like Mason really to me sort of embodies just like the negative voice that we have in our head sometimes and like just how you sometimes just beat yourself up for things. In this case, kind of I guess literally he's beating her up for things, but <laughs> true. Yeah. Yeah. But um, you know, just empowerment of Lucy to be able to like stand up to that voice and stand up for herself and to Kai and ultimately um we actually I don't know if Addie and I even know what became of Mason I guess it's implied that he was killed in the explosion we don't know personally (laughs) (laughs) oh my god yeah yeah the morals of that are you know interesting but yeah um (laughs) yeah but I think it was interesting to see how Nora like really keeps reminding herself like throughout this escape to the Kara or yeah it was the Kara I think no it was the oath I don't know it was the Batir I'm sorry there are two ships going around yes (laughs) oh boy we've got three we've got three three ships oh Actually, speaking of which, I was talking to my oh. dad the other day because he just finished the book. He was wondering what ship is the oath, like what kind of ship. Yeah, that's an excellent question. Um, in my mind, it's sort of like this little like cargo-ish ship sort of thing. I don't have any like exact like designations or anything for it. But it's bigger than the Batir, which is, like, the Batir is, like, the Phantom, basically, in terms of size and Oh, okay. Okay. That's what I was thinking, at least. I don't know. (laughs) No, no, I can see that. I can see that. Ah, Yeah. And then, yeah, then the Kara is sort of, like, the ghost I was thinking in terms of, like, size and how it's, you know, just, like, sort of, like, a home and got all the little quarters and... Honestly, when we first described it, I thought it was, like, the Razor Crest. Ooh. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, that that is also true. That is also true. Yeah. Uh, the, yeah. The oath, I feel like, is a little bit more compact and sort of like maybe sneak and streamlined. I really don't know terminology for ships, but you know, it's between the two others in terms of yeah. size. So <laughs> sorry to put you off track. I just No, that is okay. That's that. great. <laughs> Happy to answer questions incorrectly or not incorrectly, but not well enough. <laughs> anyways but yeah Nora's repetition of just like this is all for the best for the best and how she slowly begins to like question that throughout the little escape I think it's interesting but yeah and then of course Lucy's okay do you think that this is probably the worst decision that Lucy has made in the entire book to give Nora the detonator. Yes, no. What, what do you think would be like the second most? <laughs> or I don't know. There's a lot of them. I just don't remember them. <laughs> That's very fair. Yeah. I mean, I see why she would do it if she's like, okay, I'm gonna be flying. Henry's gonna be like shooting people. The guy's gonna be doing this. Who else is not doing things actively? Nora. Here you go. <laughs> But also, she needs to not do that, though, because that's yeah. not right. <laughs> okay, I think the worst decision probably would be assuming Henry knew hand signals in chapter 10. Not the <laughs> chapter 10, chapter 9. 
<laughs> oh my gosh. Yes. Yep. <laughs> that was pretty bad. Oh, Not man. everyone knows hand signals. He's a medic. Liz, yeah. what are you thinking? I mean, to be fair, that's the only way that she knows how to communicate with people when you can't make noises, really. But <laughs> yeah, she jumps to a lot of conclusions in the book, you know. <laughs> and some of them backfire. Yeah, so true. So true. But um, let's see. Yeah, I love the little exchange between Dekai and Lucy and how he's like, dude, seriously, what were you thinking? And, oh my gosh. And of course, the cold-hearted killer line. That was, I can just so easily see how Dekai is so invested in, like, trying to teach this lesson that he just, it just sort of comes out of him. And I yeah. feel bad for him, but. Yeah. 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 All right. Um. Moving along, the next scene is the medic scene with Lucy and Nora, chapter 18-8. Yay! <laughs> That's a fun scene. It's so fun. This is the second time we see Nora, like, put her medic skills to the test. Mm -hmm. Like, we know she can do it, but this time it's, like, different. You know? Yeah. <laughs> it's different because yeah. it's not as rushed as... Mm -hmm. um, the other one was because there was a chance they were dying in that one like I mean I don't know if Lucy's injuries in the second one were as grim as they one? were um, the the fight with Mason fight oh with Mason. yes yes sorry, sorry. Gotcha. no <laughs> that's just my bad no you're, you're fine okay. I do not communicate well apparently no it is okay yeah, and then we turn it back. Dang it. Oh, no, <laughs> no, no, um, oh no, but yes, it's just we get to see Medic Nora again and how she can boss people around pretty yeah. profoundly. <laughs> so fun to see her just go, it's like straight into like her medic mode, and, yeah. and of course, Lucy's yes, head junior medic, sir. but... <laughs> Yeah, but I think it's interesting, you know, how um, Nora's like, okay, just, just try not to scream or flinch at things, it'll be okay, and then Lucy doesn't, she's like, well, now do you believe I can handle stuff? And it's like, oh, Lucy, please, of course, of course Nora believes in you, like, oh, oh, oh. it's just that it can be very painful, my dad told me. <laughs> ah, <laughs> yes. Ah. <laughs> uh yeah yeah but I, it's great to just have some Lucy and Nora bonding and just sort of clearing the air a little bit but then also the, we've got more of Lucy's bluntness about death and that's not great obviously but yeah <laughs> yeah no but it's a, it's a really good thing that Nora is setting this boundary and she's saying Lucy whatever you do just just never ask me to kill anyone again. So, yep, yep. You yep. should have boundaries, you know. <laughs> I don't want to kill no one. <laughs> I know. All right. Uh, we are 
we're okay we're getting up there now we are okay. in chapter nine scene eight the lucy versus macy fight oh yeah oh boy that was <laughs> fun yeah that was, was fun oh my gosh that was really fun yeah yeah it's so cool to like write little like, action sequences you know <laughs> Mm-hmm. let's see i mean obviously we've got Sorry, I should, yeah. Do you have any thoughts, first of all? Well, it was really cool to have another action scene, which, with someone that's actually not kind of related to Lucy in any way, because we had the fight with Mason, and uh, there's a little fight in the beginning, and all this other battles. Basically, they're all related, or they're very close. Like, mm-hmm. I, I don't consider Kylo close, but, like, he's a villain, and everyone knows who he is, so you're kind of close. But, like, <laughs> Macy, you know nothing about her, basically. And, well, you gotta have another fight so, <laughs> to get out of it. And it's really, it's not just a battle of uh, flesh and blood, you know, this mm-hmm. punch and everything. It's also a battle of morals. What you believe, what you don't believe, what you think is right and what is wrong and uh, people have different morals like i'm a christian i have christian morals some other person might not be a christian and have different morals and that's okay we all believe what we believe and it's really cool to see that and um portray that uh through lucy and macy in this battle really well said addy (laughs) (laughs) thank you oh yeah i mean all of that is so true it's it's definitely interesting to see how lucy was actually starting to do well almost and not in like trying to be less violent you know she didn't try and shoot any of the townspeople when they first attacked but she really kind of falls back in her old habits again so we're gonna we're gonna work on that you know Nora's gonna be there for her and help uh-huh. her with that in book two Yep. And probably also book three, because it's yep. hard to fix with that. <laughs> Truth. Truth of yeah. life. Yeah. yeah. But, of course, there's like, to think I thought you were just an innocent kid is Macy's line. And it's like, wow, you really don't know Lucy at all, do you? <laughs> nope. Nope. Yeah. No, Lucy's definitely pretty intense here and like at the end she literally just like knocks macy out she's like something personal you were in my way and it's like well there (laughs) i mean i guess so but well you do you i guess (laughs) all right we have now entered chapter 10 and the first one chapter 10 scene one dakai and loose oh sorry dakai and nora and the call so <laughs> it was interesting to reveal a small side of Dakai as vulnerable. Like mm. he's not mainly vulnerable throughout the book. And then we have this one little time where he gets to portray that just mm-hmm. to like let out some steam and breathe and ultimately have comfort in the form of Nora, which she's really great at for her. (laughs) And it was really interesting to, like, 
show that side of someone who's really tough, like is known for being tough, but you, they're human. They can't keep fighting without really reflecting on why they're fighting, I guess. Mm -hmm. That's kind of not relevant to this, but it's kind of like, I don't know, the way you see it. (laughs) I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know, just this is a really quiet and reflectful scene. Well, starts off that way to start off the final chapter. And I think it's really nice. Just get sort of a moment to breathe here. Granted, it's kind of a sad breath, but it's, you know, it's nice to have just some little bonding between Dakai and Nora and just make it clear that, you know, they're there for each other. And that's really sweet. Yeah. <laughs> and then of course the, the little call. call that happens. Yeah. Yeah. So Harrison's not great. <laughs> no, not at all. No. I mean the actor Harrison Ford is great, but not this yes. guy. Nope, not this guy. <laughs> Honestly, I somehow forgot that we based Harrison off of Harrison Ford, sort of. <laughs> you were wow. No, I, I, yep, you know this. I have a terrible memory. No, Somehow, it's, a, it's a joke. I'm, I'm yes. sarcastic, which I almost never am. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. But... You've heard it here, folks. The first time Adeline has ever been um, sarcastic. <laughs> <sighs> but, yeah. Yeah. I mean, also, like, just loose you up throughout this whole time. It's just like, whatever you do, don't do what they say. And Nora's just like, well, yeah, I'm gonna do what they say. <laughs> Sorry, y'all, but I gotta, I gotta do that because I don't want you to die. Yeah. It's not that I don't trust you, but I just don't want you to die. If yeah. all, if all else backfires, I don't want you to die. That's very true. But and of course, like your hilarious job of reading Henry's lines like yes things are excellent we're really fine it's like (laughs) you did such a good job there (laughs) yeah but yeah so that's uh nice well okay nice is definitely not the word to describe it but it's uh it's an interesting scene let's phrase it that way (laughs) yeah better better. use vocab people great all right, okay, second to last scene here. Yes. You've got Dakai, Lucy, and Henry trying to plan an escape. I really love this one, but. Yeah. Because <laughs> all their plans, like, backfire in the end. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. Any other thoughts? <laughs> uh, it's, it's great to see teamwork between these those three because we don't really see that much throughout the book it's really just one-sided like lucy with henry lucy and kai kai with henry never them as like a group and then the cute little commentary of i don't know if this is the right scene but nora no that's a different one (laughs) is it i don't know which one uh where like nora pitches in from the other side of the wall is that like the first draft Oh, did we change that? I think so. Yeah. All the draft, everything gets confused in my head sometimes, but 
That's fine. Anyway. All right. <laughs> anyway, it's great yeah. to see them work together like that. And mm-hmm. it's, yeah, that's yeah. pretty much all I have to say. <laughs> I've been, the reigns of Kamino line, though. Yes. <laughs> you guys what heard it. Classic. I flipped out. It was so <laughs> funny. <laughs> Addie was like streaking. She's like, you did not. And like, yeah. <laughs> you did not do that to uh, me. Yeah. yeah. And of course, just more banter in the midst of really like intense, like time limity um tension. But <laughs> just Lucy and Dakai, you are always the pessimistic one, but you just said you're all gonna die. But you said it cheerfully. <laughs> it's just like well, the back and forth is great. But... <laughs> yeah. Yeah, y'all. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then I already talked about in length in my couple episodes ago about uh, Lucy and her trying to hold on to her anger. So I guess that's all I have. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <sighs> all right. The final scene. Chapter 10, scene 6, Nora's attempted execution. This one was epic. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Great. It was, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. (laughs) It's scary to think of, like, someone taking your life. Which we definitely, Nora betrays that. She's. She's terrified. Like, we've never really mm-hmm. seen her this scared. Like, of course, she gets scared. She's human. But we don't really get to see her this scared. Like, yeah. she's shaking. She's terrified. And, like, of course, we have that big revelation of death while she's fighting Harrison. But it's just, we never see her scared. And we get to see her scared. And I don't know. Like, she doesn't really have anyone there for her at that point in time to help her when she's scared so she really has to figure mm-hmm. it out by herself which is like makes it even more sad because she's just oh, a little cinnamon yeah. <laughs> cinnamon roll oh, you. Oh. the little uh. baby girl <laughs> sweet little girl oh yeah 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 no it's definitely like Obviously, it's quite hard for Nora to be here, but also it's like hard for Dakai and Lucy and Henry to be watching. They're like, no, Nora, Nora, anybody but Nora. Like, no. <laughs> uh, but I guess the good news is, though, I mean, at least they do sort of have a, make a little plan there in the moment, which is really fun to see just how quickly they just pick that up like okay i guess we're going with this now yep <laughs> yeah and just the whole just everything is just such chaos in that little section where it's like okay harrison's about to shoot nora but actually now lucy's about to shoot harrison but now they're about to shoot nora again <laughs> just like goes yep. back and forth so chaotically but mm-hmm. yeah yeah. yeah. But it's great to see everybody like Grash and Cam and Boba and obviously like Henry, Dakai, Lucy, and Nora. Like, and Cam. All working together. Yes, yes, and Cam. <laughs> all working <laughs> together and just, you know, fighting as a team is so great. But 
And of course, though, Nora always has to go and help people when she sees they need help. So now she's going off again into danger. Purple yeah. laugh. <laughs> well, it's occupational hazard. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's a how to train your dragon quote. You'll understand when you watch the movies. I did. I watched the first two. I forgot to tell you, but I watched the first two. They're my favorite movies now. Like this is my fa- new favorite movie of all time. I think I've decided. So. <laughs> oh my gosh! <I'm... laughs> Yay! One of my favorite anima- animated movies ever. Oh my god! Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So good, so good. <laughs> anyway, what a great way to end this. Yeah. If you have any, do you have any other additional thoughts about like any scenes or anything? Not really. That's fair. <laughs> Me neither. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's been so much fun to just talk about these great scenes with you. So thank you for coming on. Of course, anytime. <laughs> All right, well, we will see you very soon for the next bonus content. Yeah. Have a great day. You too. Bye. Bye. Once again, thank you so much for coming on, Addie. It was a joy to have you. And everyone, remember to go check out Addie's podcast, Jedi Archives, from the link in the description, or just find it on Spotify. This has turned out to be a much longer episode than I had expected, which is fine and great. So we're just going to move along quickly into voicemails. We have one voicemail from, you guessed it, Marcus. Hey Lucy, I'm back with another voicemail. I'm just here to say that I really enjoyed those bloopers, especially the Embry ones. As a younger sibling myself, I know exactly why she kept interrupting your recordings. But as always, I have another question for you. I know this is pretty random, but do you have any personal favorite Dark Side Force users? I'll catch you next time. Bye. I am so glad that you like the bloopers, Marcus, and I will request that Addy pass on your message to Embry. We may need to hire your services as a younger sibling interpreter for the recording of the next book. And great question. My favorite Dark Side Force users. The first character who pops into my mind is Darth Maul. Officially, I said in my fourth ever episode that he was my 10th favorite character. I need to redo that list, though, because a lot of things have shifted since that episode. Still, he has just got some fantastic character development and backstory. I've especially liked him since Clone Wars Season 7 came out because he's just so cool in that final arc. And Sam Witwer is a genius, as always. He is really powerful, but not inherently evil. He has a lot of interesting motives and some anger issues, which isn't great for him as a person, but also, what do you expect from a Sith? I also have a soft spot for Reva from the Kenobi show, because I wrote a whole fanfiction about her backstory, and now I'm very attached. Basically, I love a good gray villain, or at least a villain who has clear and somewhat understandable reasons for being a villain. Thank you for the voicemail, Marcus. Let's finish strong with our Drabble. Well, to my horror, 
I realized that after that huge break from Dravels, I forgot to give my usual explanation last episode, an evil the likes of which have never been seen. So let's just do that now before I forget again. If you are unfamiliar with this term, a drabble is a short story exactly 100 words long, and I read one I wrote every episode. Phew. Now, I wasn't expecting this because I had a lot of writer's block this week, but I have actually created a drabble that may be up there with some of my favorite drabbles ever. For context, this takes place sometime before season one of The Bad Batch, probably a few months before. Its very mysterious title is Camino's Sigh, and this is how it goes. Omega's finger trailed down cool glass panes to keep the traveling raindrop company. Beyond that tiny ocean orb, a vastly larger sea that tossed and sprayed surrounded calm Topoka City's base. She once had heard another clone complain about the water's dangers, but Omega saw another side— it held a choir of life and gave more life to those beyond its shores. The gray-blue waves would always slip around Camino like a blanket, hug, a song. You're safe, they seemed to murmur. Sigh. Those waters gave her hope that peace could always coexist with storms, cradling her with silky arms. If you are not a teacher or a well-learned student of literary arts, you've missed a whole lot, and I need to explain. First of all, I very carefully selected a lot of words in the Drabble that contain S sounds in them to give the writing itself an oceany, whispery feeling. Great, but what's even better is that the entire piece is written in iambic pentameter. You know you're a writing nerd when you get this excited about iambic pentameter. My goodness, I don't know if I can get through this. If you don't know, iambic pentameter is a rhythmic technique most commonly used in poetry. It emphasizes, or stresses, every other syllable, and technically should have lines of ten syllables each. But I didn't feel the need to write exactly 100 words that alternate between stressed and unstressed syllables and contain exactly ten syllables in each sentence. No. I get to make the rules in my own drabbles, and I refuse to make that rule. A famous example of iambic pentameter is the first line in the prologue of Romeo and Juliet, which I am now reading in my English class and find quite fascinating. Two households both alike in dignity. Now, if we really over-exaggerate the stressing, you can hear, two households both alike in dignity. Or, in the case of this drabble, Omega's finger trailed down cool glass panes becomes... Omega's finger trailed on cool glass panes. You can go back and replay the drabble to catch this if you want. As any good poet would, I did have to tweak some words like traveling, choir, and cradling to become traveling, choir, and cradling. This lovely stressing pattern gives the drabble a sort of steady lull, just like waves crashing against Apoka City's base. Aside from all my nerdy rhythms, I also love that universal memory we all have of tracing a raindrop down a window with our fingers. Didn't you do that as a kid? I guess if it didn't rain much where you lived, you probably don't have that experience. But I think most people know what I mean. And that line, to keep the traveling raindrop company, is a really sweet way to think about it. Of course, Omega doesn't want the raindrop to be lonely. 
And also, of course, Omega sees the beauty in this very important feature of her home planet. The ocean can be very calming, albeit terrifying to some, and I liked getting to show that side of it. Lastly, yes, it was indeed raining when I got the idea for this. Well, while I recover from my joy, here are some final thoughts for the episode. If you have any thoughts about this episode, you want to contact me, or you just have a minute to help the show grow, here are some ways you can do so. You can send me an email through my fan email, which is for lightandlife.podcast at gmail.com. This is great if you have something you want to tell me, or for whatever reason you can't send in a voicemail. That being said, you can totally send me a voicemail. I would love to hear from you. There's a link in the description for that. As long as it is family-friendly and you have not specifically told me not to, then I will play it on the show. Please leave a rating and a review wherever you listen. This helps new people come over and find the podcast. Go ahead and follow the show if you like these sort of episodes. It comes out every other Sunday. Finally, please share this show with your community so our community can grow. Thank you for listening to this week's episode. I'm Lucy, and let's look for the light and life in our world together.